Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Acts chapters 27 through 28. Today we finish up the book of Acts. Rabbit trails. Now I have brief notes today as I prepare for our next book, so y'all enjoy the little break. Acts 27 9. The fast is referring to the Day of Atonement, a biblical feast in which most Jews fasted and still do. However, the Bible doesn't specifically tell us that we must fast, but that is one way to carry out the instructions on the Day of Atonement. See Leviticus 23. This is telling us that the time period we're reading about is early fall, because the Day of Atonement takes place sometime in September or October on our Gregorian calendars that we use. Now, during this time, winds kick up and become more violent, and storms are more likely, so small ships don't sail again until the spring. Even large ships avoid this time, but it is especially perilous for small ones, as you can imagine. 2 Corinthians 11.25 tells us that Paul has been shipwrecked three times in his life, so we know that when he offers this advice, it's coming from the wisdom of experience. So, when he advises them in Acts 27.10 not to take the trip at this time, he's speaking from the voice of experience. My favorite part of this passage is Acts 27.21. It reads, Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. (laughs) You know, the more you read Paul, the more relatable the guy is. He goes on to assure them that Yahweh has told them has told him they will all survive this. But I do love how he managed to wiggle that little I told you so in there. In him, we so often get to see a battle of flesh versus spirit that is similar to, I think, what our own would be. In Acts 27-28, we see them taking a sounding of the depth of the ocean. Being the curious rabbit that I am, I looked that up, and they did that with a weight attached to the bottom of a rope, lowering it until it hit the bottom to see how deep the water was. This may be common knowledge to y'all, but it was an interesting tidbit to me. Acts 27, verses 33 through 38. Paul breaks bread. Now, sometimes we try to read out our own customs in the Bible, so I want to let you know that the process we read about in this verse is customary to all Jews of the time when they begin a meal. They take a loaf of bread, say a traditional blessing, break off a piece, and pass it around. This is not them having a communion, as some would prefer to see it. Rather than try to put what we are familiar with into the Bible, we should try to make what is in the Bible familiar to us. Acts 28.11, the twin gods on the front of the ship. With a little digging around BibleHub.com, I found that these were Castor and Pollux, who were considered to be patron saints of sailors. No doubt many in their party felt better being on a ship with their likeness after having been shipwrecked on this island some three months earlier. It is ironic that Yahweh saved their very lives and preserved them for so much only for them to find comfort in these man-made, quote, saints. 
In Acts 28.15 and Acts 28.17, a more accurate translation of brothers would be brethren, meaning those who were part of the same faith. My Bible has a footnote that reminds us this is speaking to both brothers and sisters, so just the general assembly of all believers present. Acts 28.23 I want to point out something here, which has happened before in our reading, but I'm not sure if I pointed it out then. Now, in this passage, we see that Paul is proving that Yeshua is the Messiah using only the books of Moses, which of course are the first five books of the Bible, and the books of the prophets, which are Isaiah, Ezekiel, etc. Seriously, y'all, we can prove he is the Messiah by the foundational scriptures alone and nothing more if we need to. Now, this is huge, so make a mental note. Underline it, highlight it, and pin it up somewhere special in your mind. Moving on to Acts 28.28, which reads, Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Remember, Paul is not starting a new religion here. Yahweh is still Yahweh. But now the door to be part of his family has been flung open wide. This is another key piece to the puzzle. Make note of it because we'll be assembling them next week in our readings. We finish up the book of Acts by being told that Paul lived there for two entire years at his own expense, welcoming all all who came to him and teaching them the truth of the way with boldness and no hindrance. He likely worked during this time as the thought of no hindrance and at his own expense tells us that he intentionally made sure he was beholden to no one. He did not even seek offerings, but made his own way, his mind fully set to serve the Father, and the Father provided the means to earn a living and to teach in service of our great and mighty King. Whole hearts, open hands, let us serve Him. And with that, we have completed another book, Rock Hazak. Test everything, hold tight to what is good, 1 Thessalonians 5.21. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.